1: Hey there, and welcome back to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy, and in today's episode, we are talking about parenting during a global pandemic. The fact that we all thought this would be over a long time ago, and yet here we are still living through it, and all the things that we as parents are navigating during this pandemic everything from caution fatigue, decision fatigue, all the things that are happening around us that are out of our control, lack of support and resources, all while still trying to take care of ourselves and show up for our kids and honor all the different roles and responsibilities that we have. And oh my gosh, it is a lot. So in today's episode, I invited my colleague and friend, Dr. Veronica Ayo onto the podcast Dr. Veronica is a licensed clinical social worker, mom to three, and she's passionate about helping moms, new and seasoned, navigate the challenges of parenthood. I am really excited that you're here to witness this conversation as we explore pandemic parenting burnout. I think that from this conversation, you're going to walk away feeling less alone. You're also going to walk away with some steps that you might want to take Once you're done listening to support you, if you are feeling burnt out with the pandemic and the decision fatigue, caution fatigue, the anxiety, the grief, the sadness, the overwhelm that so many are experiencing, you're not alone. You're listening to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy Freitas. I'm a mom to three and licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm really glad that you took the time to hold space for you by tuning in to today's episode. My hope with this podcast is to share conversations with experts from around the world and parents who've been through it so that maybe you feel a little less alone in your experiences and the messy side of being a parent and being a human and so that you can walk away with supportive steps for what to do next listening to this episode is not a substitute for seeking support from a professional in your area. I believe that holding space and offering presence to both ourselves and others is truly one of the most meaningful ways that we can express care, and you are so deserving of that care. All right, are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, my friend, Dr. Veronica. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and spend this Friday afternoon chatting with me about this freaking pandemic and how it's just forever lasting. It appears, it seems to be, um, and I'm just really excited to dive into this topic of pandemic burnout as a parent Um, I'm just so excited to chat with you about this because oh my gosh are we all feeling it
2: (laughs) yes yes we are and it seems like it's going on forever so thank you so much for having me on here I think it's just an important topic even if it gets someone to say me too like I'm in this Mm -hmm. me too and okay I can take one more day one more tantrum one more thing like that's all you need sometimes you just need
1: that (laughs) It is true. I do believe that like we can't we can't learn anything. We can't grow. We can't change. We can't take in information. We can't do things. We can't do any of this really alone. Like we need to feel like we're not alone in this and like there's connection there and others are going through this too um to be able to actually take in information and grow and shift and so yeah, if, if, if whatever you take from this is just like you're not alone, that's, good. That's, that's that's enough. That is beautiful. But also, I hope that we can also offer some insight into like what can we do about this burnout and just overwhelm with this everlasting pandemic. But before we dive into that, Dr. Veronica, can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? And your background, just offer some context about who you are and why this is something that you're passionate about talking about.
2: um Well, to answer that last one, I'm passionate about talking about it because I'm going through it too, and <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Uh, me too. We're in this uh, kind of things as well. Just a reminder that you know, unfortunately, we can't change some of the things of the pandemic, but mm. I can find people that are in it with me and that's just enough for today. So in terms of passion for that, that answers that. Uh, But uh, I am a therapist in Los Angeles. Um, I've been in the, oh no, I'm trying to think how long it's been, but it's been some time that I've been a a, a therapist. Um, But I transitioned into specializing with moms after I became a mama. Yeah, it was a very humbling experience uh, <laughs> of becoming a parent, uh, you know, right before we started working, what putting recording, you had mentioned about being type A. I'm very much a type A kind of person. Uh, <laughs> it's there. And um, so I had a plan
1: for mm.
2: uh birth motherhood
1: i love me a good plan i love a checklist i love
2: a plan i love that control oh yes (laughs) it sounds so good and then you become a mother and that was not that was not it that birth plan did not happen not even remotely close uh to what uh i thought it was going to be like uh and something actually that I reflect on often around the birth of my daughter. So I have three kids: I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a almost one-year-old. In a couple of weeks, he is going to be one. You. Um, so we're tired. Yeah. Um... <laughs> or I imagine you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have coffee. And coffee really helps me. Um, It keeps me going. Um, But reflecting on, especially around birthdays, I reflect so much of the the mother that I thought I was going to be and the mother that I am um, and how far that I've gone. It's actually like a practice that I make intentional um, to do. So it was very fitting that we're having this recording um, very close to my youngest birthday because that's Mm. something that has been in my heart. And... Um, you know, after my birth experience, which again, did not go anything like planned, I felt like I was a failure, um, as, mm-hmm. starting off as a mom and it was hard. And thankfully someone had recommended join a mommy and me group, join a mommy and me group. Let's try to do something different. I got to the mommy and me group. Now the information was amazing. However, I could not relate with the mothers who are participating, so meaning there were great people, but no one looked like me. No one mm-hmm. had some of the experiences that I was really looking for. Of not only was I a mom of color, but I was the first to have gone to college, the first to really be in this setting of wanting to parent differently. Not only am going to college, I was a therapist who didn't want to pass on the trauma. Right, I was like, no, this is going to be different, yeah. and as much as I enjoy the company of, of the women in the group and the teacher, I didn't see me and I didn't see some of my experiences. And so that's what led me to specialize in working with moms. I was like, I know there's another mom out there. Who's going to think I want a therapist that can relate to some bits of that and, um, and really be able, even if it's that thing of like, can you believe what were, you know, what mommy and me says and what our parents would have done completely different. Cause there's so much of, and and speaking from my experience, there's so much of things that I did. And I will even talk about the basics of like a sleep routine of like, they need to get this amount of hours of sleep or, you know, just that routine thing. That is not, it's not heard of my parents, my in-laws were like, what do you mean you put this child to sleep at seven, eight o'clock? What what, 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 what is this? And then, and then, and then what, what happens? What, what, like, what is that? Uh, you know, and I'm like, no, uh, this, I really thrive on this, uh, you know, schedule. And not that I was like super strict on it, but it was like I needed something to look forward to or not mm-hmm. look forward to depending on how, whatever we were going through. And yeah. so, Long-winded answer of that's kind of what got me into specializing mm-hmm. with moms, and um, I've been doing it ever since. That mm-hmm. My daughter really sparked that for me, and um, just recently in the last year, well, let me repeat that, the pandemic really pushed me into wanting to connect with other therapists, especially on social media. Um, Because I was alone in practice, I was doing telehealth and there's no there's nobody, it's just me. Uh, So I really uh, started showing up more on social media. And that's how we got connected, and that's how we're here. That's the long answer of how I'm here,
1: <laughs> and how you and me are here having this conversation right now. Well, I really appreciate you sharing the context of that because I know—I mean, I can relate to parts of your story, and I know others who are listening will too. But what I what I really connected with here, and what you were sharing, I think is just so important. Is that you went to you went to a group. And you were seeking connection. And one of the antidotes to feeling isolated, to feeling shame or mom guilt, like maybe there's something wrong with me because I'm struggling, the antidote to so many of some of the things that we can struggle with um, in parenthood is connection. And the kind of connection where we can take off all the masks and be real, be vulnerable, and have someone there who can connect with that doesn't mean they have to have had our exact same experience but can hold space for that because there's empathy there there's some understanding um, and connection and feeling seen and so you went and decided you were going to try to create that space for others and i'm so honored to have you here and sharing your story and diving into this topic with our listeners so thank you those are a couple things you just named in that example. And as you were naming those pieces, it made me think about the last couple of years with the pandemic. <laughs> and I mean, I think back to March of 2020 and, he, you know, watching the news and then hearing from our kids' school that, you know, we're going to go into lockdown for two weeks here in California. And that's going to help us kind of be, you know, help this curve of, you know, the COVID cases. Two weeks. Lockdown, and then we should be good, right? Like, we'll be back in school, the kids will be back in school, and life will resume. (laughs) We are now, is now February of 2022. Yeah. And while some things have gone back, it is our world, our lives look really different. And it has been a whirlwind and it has been really freaking hard for so many different reasons and for everybody's unique situation so many different layers for how this pandemic has affected so many of us but definitely some features that i think many of us can relate to are the pieces around uncertainty
2: yeah.
1: of not know of not really having necessarily Um, agency and knowing like what to expect and what to plan for there's anxiety and just this sort of sense of um, yeah just like this this sort of like burden and anxiety of of our safety and of our health and just the fatigue of decision fatigue around some of these things the lack of access to support at times, childcare at times, the as the numbers are showing the burden that has been really heavy for um, women, mothers, yes, yes. working mothers. Oh my goodness. Uh, tell me a little bit What are you seeing and what are you experiencing um, in terms of the pandemic and just like this overall overwhelm and burnout that I know so many are experiencing? But what are you seeing? What are some of the symptoms? Like, What does this actually look like for folks?
2: You know, to be honest, one of the biggest things that I've seen is when we're having session is a space to be able to take off that mask and not have Mm. to be strong, to be able to say... I just want to cry. Like, I just, I, I just want to not have to pretend that it is going to be okay, or it's okay. Mm -hmm. And just feeling tired of that mask. Um, The tears, there's a lot of crying there. And and that's, I think we need that space. We need that cleanse. We need, we need that. And um, so as you were saying that I was just, kind of even mentally, even for myself, right? Like we need that space to just be like, look, I don't know what we're going to do. I know that the school just called, there was an exposure. I know that, you know, we went to this birthday party. Well, we were all safe and yet something was, did not go well, right? Someone is exposed and and it's so heavy. It's so heavy because I think, you know, and speaking from two years right of that two weeks ago uh that we had said in march 2020 it's also of like life has kept going and Mm. here are my kids getting older you know i wanted my kids to throw birthday parties or i wanted to have these certain memories or we've lost grandparents we've Mm. lost people that i don't know how to explain this to them or their friends have lost someone and they're you know, I have my three-year-old, four-year-old that is scared. Like, don't, don't, don't touch, don't touch each other because we're going to get the virus. Like that breaks any yeah. parent's heart to hear. Yeah. Right. And coming and saying like, what, what do I do with that? Like what, as a parent, um, like how to kind of navigate that and just like also going through this experience yourself, right? Like as adults depending on how you fall, I'm going to speak as someone who lives in LA, there's stricter restrictions, right? Like mm-hmm. we're trying to keep our six feet as much as we can with our mm-hmm. mask. And, um, but not everyone is, it follows that. And how do I have this conversation with my, my kids? Mm-hmm. Of, we're different. And this is what we do in our home. And this is what we do for our family, yeah. but they may choose something different. And so of um, how, just feeling tired of even having to have those conversations like that emotional tiredness. Like it's like, there's no amount of coffee. I know I joke about how much I love coffee, but no amount of coffee that is going to take away like I having those conversations. And so with my clients, it's having that space of being like, I don't want to have the right thing to say. I don't want Mm -hmm. to be the person to have to say this. Like I would, I want a mom too that's a lot of what I hear. Like, I want a mom that's going to make the decisions for me, you know, like, that's what I want. And mm-hmm. I want that too. I want to say that. So, I mean, not for my mom, my mom is my mom, right? She's great. But she's not in that role no more to tell me like, yeah, you know what, Veronica, it's time for you to go to sleep. I will take care of everything. Oh right. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, so giving, holding space for that only mm-hmm. space for being able to say okay this is how this is how i am raw and this is what i feel and what what can i do to do through the week right to feel a mm-hmm. little better
1: Coexist is the app that's revolutionizing how couples manage the mental load of household tasks and childcare. It's like having a personal assistant right in your pocket, helping you and your partner effortlessly share tasks, plan meals, collaborate on lists, and even give each other kudos along the way. Here's the cherry on top. For my amazing community, Coexist is offering an exclusive deal. Sign up for a two-week free trial before June 15th, and you'll get 15% off the annual plan on iOS with the code DRCASSIDY15. So what are you waiting for? Really take that first step towards a more harmonious home life today. Download Coexist on Android or iOS at getcoexist.com. I want to just kind of like highlight some of these key pieces that you named here. Because I just think for the listener who does feel like just crying in their car today or breaks down or is just feeling really exhausted, is feeling frustrated, is feeling that like caution fatigue um, or just really sad, like sadness, right? Mm-hmm. There's... Obviously, so many reasons why someone might be experiencing some of those things. But if we want to contextualize this global pandemic, you know, here are some of the things. Here are some. Of, here are some of the sprinkling of reasons why you might be feeling some some of these things. You know, you mentioned big life events and the fact that life keeps going, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you had a baby. Mm-hmm. through the last two years. And there were certain things, events, or um, support that you hoped for um, that looked very different because of the pandemic and the restrictions. And there's there can be a lot of grief around that, right? Mm-hmm. And trauma um, when you really consider what what many people have had to experience Um through the past two years due to the pandemic and what, what what else that they were going through in addition to the pandemic happening around them. And just being able, I think, to acknowledge that there was a huge loss there or something that didn't go as planned or was traumatizing, just to be able to name that for ourselves can sometimes be that first step towards getting the support that we need, right? Just having a name for it, being able to acknowledge it. You also mentioned... You know, just the the caution fatigue, the decision fatigue, the anxiety that comes with the fact that you know we're always thinking about now um, the surfaces we're touching, the air that we're breathing, the people that we are around, and and also the anxiety of the impact that this has on our kids. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I know that I've talked to, to parents that were like, I was just really hoping that, you know, by the time my child turned two or started school that we'd be past this. They didn't have to wear a mask or be around people that have masks on all the time. And I had a baby at the beginning. My baby's slowly approaching two or my child's going to start school or my child is in school. And every year of school feels really important. And I am really disappointed Mm -hmm. that my, my child is still having to navigate this. I'm also scared for the impact this is going to have on my kids. Having to have really hard conversations with our children about some of these things. Um, Having access to support be limited, whether it's family support or professional support. I know right now I get so many emails and DMs from people who are like, I really am ready for therapy and everybody's full. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell that person who's listening, who's experiencing that, like, I assure you every day there are new therapists stepping into practice, Um, therapists who just got their license. There are therapists who are training and are taking on clients for lower fees and they are like learning cutting edge research and so energetic to do this work. And so there are, and there's therapists every day who are doing the good work and their clients are going back into their lives, terminating therapy, and then they're ready to take on someone new. So do not give up. But I want to acknowledge that right now therapists are frontline workers and it's really hard to find support. So many of these mommy and me groups were canceled, right? And we're trying to navigate childcare. We're trying to figure out like, okay, there was an exposure. Now all our kids are home or the kids have to come home or I have to be home. I'm working from home. How do I do this? It's just it's a lot. So just, that's just like to name just a few of these pieces that you you mentioned here. And yeah. so I think just the acknowledgement that like we are doing so much and it is just too much, right? Like just like an acknowledgement that like yes. this is just too much. <laughs> like, um, And sometimes I just really wish that like someone else could be mom, like you said, for a second, you know. So my follow-up question though to you is how do we – how do we address some of this burnout and overwhelm? Like, do can we go in the back seat and take a nap once in a while, Veronica? Like, how do we make this happen? Um, and and I, yeah, there's the acknowledgement piece, but now it's like, okay, so what do we do with this? What do we do yeah. with this?
2: Because we're still in it, right? Yeah. Well, first, may, do take that nap. I mean, may I not be in the back seat because I got three car seats back there, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. But but we can put the seat back, in. we got to make it work. Got to make this cards are big enough so definitely that yeah. nap if possible um and definitely you know echoing what you said of like reaching out for a therapist if possible mm-hmm. right um I think mm-hmm. I, I know today's topic is about you know maybe some of the negative pieces the pandemic burnout right like when I think of it, just how hard mm-hmm. that is but also this pandemic has also opened up the possibilities for virtual offerings, right? Like we, this was, at least for me, I didn't know this was a thing until 2020. Like when the pandemic happened, I had no, I had an idea of it, but I didn't, I wasn't dabbing into this at all. And so it, that therapist may not be in the city that you live in, or that group may not be in the city that you live in, but it'll probably be in the state. And for us, California is pretty big. The
1: doors have opened so much with the the virtual connections that we're able to make now, and also just how much more how much more like used to it we are and comfortable with it. I do think that there is a lot of work here in terms of just processing what we've been through. I mean, I would say that like 90% of my work right now with clients has some flavor of processing what the last couple of years have
2: looked like for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine too. It It's, it's that acknowledgement. It's that processing. And then another thing is like, what is the one thing that I can do whether in between sessions or today that I feel more settled or I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be kind of okay. Right. And,
0: yeah.
2: um, and I, and I emphasize the one thing because there's so many things happening right here. We've just spent almost half an hour listing all the things that have happened in from 2020 to 2022, just pandemic wise, but then raising kids wise, that's a long time for kids. Um, and so, knowing that this pandemic, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking it to existence, hopefully one day we're going to get there soon. But also, like, what is the one thing that I can do today or this no. week? And if it is reaching out to a therapist, great. Um, is it um, and from that therapist, right? Like, I, I think one of the things that especially when I think of like pandemic, parenting or burnout is this so many decisions of that you have to make regarding health safety and like what you feel comfortable and setting those boundaries. And so when you ask the question of like, what is something that we can do about it? I'm talking about some boundaries and we got to practice that. Mm. There's been a lot of push in here. Right. And it's, and especially as, and I will use myself as a mother of young kids, my kids cannot get vaccinated. They're too little. Um, I had one during the pandemic, one right slightly before the pandemic. Um, And so kind of how to navigate that. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things is like establishing what you feel comfortable with regarding health safety or maybe your anxieties that you may have about things, right? Like maybe it's, yes, it's been two years since this, right? And maybe people are doing things differently. Maybe they've lightened up on their restrictions. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you feel comfortable with? What Mm -hmm. do you want to do? And really um, establishing that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, and you have the right to change your mind. You can always change your mind. But I think sometimes, especially, and I, I think I reflect back to, well, you're in San Diego, so maybe it was very similar. But like last June-ish, when it was like, if you got vaccinated, you no longer had to wear a mask. There was like a two-week mm-hmm. period. Yes. I don't know if things are similar there, but mm-hmm. like here, we had the, there was this two-week period where, you know, you could just you could just go out in there, and you know, we were like we were vaccinated, and um, and then that changed, right? And there was a lot of like so much grief about like. I, this is what I was waiting for. I was yeah. waiting for this. And I said, it didn't change anything. I had like a two week window. I don't I actually don't know if it was actually two weeks, yeah. but for me, it felt like that short. And so we went back to like, it's very frustrating when there's so much uncertainty and things are going to continue to change. But yeah. what is it for you that, you know, is it that you still want to have a drive-by baby shower? Is it that you want to... Um, you know, still invite people over to your home and just mm-hmm. ask everyone, hey, like, I want to celebrate my kid's birthday. This is what we're doing. And that's, and that's okay, right? And yeah. acknowledging like people may do t- things differently. And I apologize that I'm focusing so much on birthdays. But now you know where my mind is in February. Yeah, okay? and <laughs> we're on there. <laughs> But uh, there could be other things, right? Because there's also, um, you know, things that you want to do, right? What happens when you get that call? You know your kid was exposed right yeah. um what what's what's the plan right yeah and as a person who loves a plan I have learned that and it's oh, let me that. it's a very hard learning that it's been very a lot of growth in this two <laughs> like years I just want to say this for anyone yeah. listening even All as right. a therapist I'm, <laughs> I'm not good at it it was still a lot of like for myself of like okay Veronica maybe you need to Give yourself a 30-minute little break before you go pick up those kids and,
1: you know. Uh, Yeah. So a couple of themes of what I'm hearing you talking about about here is the world around us can feel uh, like chaos, right, Um, and so many unknowns, and what can be really supportive in not, you know, burning out, which you know, I think many of us have felt and we've gotten to that place. I know how I have. So if you're listening, you're like, I'm already there. I, f- I hear you. I am you. I see you. <laughs> right. But in order for us to not be running on literal fumes or running out of fumes, getting to that point, which makes everything that much harder, right? Um, our own ability to regulate ourselves in parenting, to making decisions, Um oh my gosh, all the things, what I'm hearing is to get kind of grounded when the world around us is so unknown, I'm hearing themes around identifying what you actually do have agency around and boundaries, which would be something that we have agency around and identifying what those look like for ourselves. And so what does that look like? Okay. Agency. I I, get, I, I, do, I do get to decide, right, when we go out into the world, um, the precautions that we're going to take. Um, I do have agency in choosing to talk to my partner about ways in which my partner or support person that I can bring in about my need for more margins in my day or space. I do have agency to decide if I'm going to um, stop doing X thing um, so I can have that 30 minutes before the kids, before I go pick up the kids. Um, I do have agency around how I communicate to those around me what my boundaries are. Okay, so I would encourage all the listeners following this episode to actually sit down and identify, like, okay, a lot of things I don't have control over, right? But what are some of the things that I do have agency around and control over? If there's something that I'm having anxiety about, is there somebody that I could actually reach out to and ask to get more information about this thing so that I feel more informed, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, so identifying what it is that you have agency around, and then this boundaries piece. One of my favorite quotes about boundaries comes from Prentice Hemphill and it goes like viewing boundaries as a distance between me and something or someone else in which I can care about that person or that thing while still caring and loving myself, right? That mm-hmm. distance. And so if there are certain people, situations that, um, things in your life in which you're struggling around boundary-wise, I, I invite you to kind of ask yourself, what does that distance look like? And what are some ways in which I, with the agency that I have, can begin to set some of those boundaries so that I can protect my energy, Yeah. right? Because we're human. Mm-hmm. And There's only so much of ourselves that we can pour out, we can pour into those around us or the responsibilities around us until it is running on empty and on fumes. And I I just think about parents that have been navigating this pandemic have, right, are really running on fumes. I know I am in many moments. And so it takes that sort of uh, awareness to pause and to look at, okay, so many things I don't have control over here and my brain, my anxiety wants to kind of like just focus on those things, but I want to kind of jump back in the driver's seat and identify what do I actually have agency around here in this situation? Yeah. What are some ways in which I can set boundaries so that I can protect my energy so that I have the capacity to make decisions, to show up as a kind of parent that I want to, to show up in my other roles and responsibilities in the way that aligns with how I want to be showing up, Right. Because if I, if I like, if I run out of all that energy, I am not doing anyone else any favors, right? Like, or myself. Um, and so sometimes finding ways to get that support or get that space, get those breaks is exactly what I need so that I can show up for others. Does that, does that
2: resonate with yeah. you? Or Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, and I think as you mentioned that word about being human, right? I thought of what about in the instances where there's there's very little boundaries you can set? So mm-hmm. using the context, I will use myself an example. I got the call last week that mm-hmm. your baby has been exposed to COVID. We got to shut yeah. down. We got to shut down the classroom. And? Because my kids are, they live with siblings, the older two siblings. You got to take them home. Oof. Here I am. I got here the call. I got the call. Got to bring them home. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think um, very much uh, as I got the phone call, right. Uh, the woman who called me, she's a wonderful, also mom of three. So she's very amazing. And I was like, I have an hour right before I have to pick them up. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need that hour, please. I need that Mm -hmm. hour because we're not going to have no boundaries because this is an, this is an exposure. And so I can't call on grandparents. We can't call on other people because I'm not willingly going to expose them until I know what's next. Right. So I'm going to need that hour. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds great. That sounds great. You take that hour, uh, but you need to be here at the hour. That's the rule. You have to, I guess are not bring their 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 rules. That's their boundary. You have to be there within the hour of the call. So mm. I was like, this is after I hang up this call, because we talked for like 10 minutes. So don't, don't take away my, my 10 minutes, although we live very close uh, to it. Yeah. Um, so that happened, right? And that night, they all started showing symptoms. Mm. So there's going to be no boundaries. There's, mm-hmm. We're in a place where this is where we're at. Um, yeah. So all of it rushes in, right? The anxiety of, wait, what is that? What, what is this going to be like? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do I care for these kids that need me? Because kids, when they're sick, they want their parents. They want the snuggles. They want the, yeah. or they don't. I also want to say there's a lot of irritability going around here too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> There's a lot. The, like,
1: there's a lot of feelings, but not a lot of social distancing. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yes, there's
2: the I'm getting it wrong because I poured the juice wrong, and I don't want you that did. cup. I know, I know.
1: It's not even about the cup. Like, there's all there's this whole internal world happening for them too inside. Yeah, yes, yeah,
2: yeah. And so, um, so right, so we're all good. We're healthy. It was a, it was definitely a rough uh thing. But one thing that I very much tell my clients and something that I strongly hold on to often and remind myself is that I am flawed. I am going to mm. make mistakes, but I can repair. I mm. believe in uh, repairing. And mm. even my youngest, my oldest, I can't, like, there's a lot of them there. Okay. But my oldest who could talk, yeah. right. She'll come all the time and be like, okay, time timeout. Uh, let's try again. Let's start again. Let's start again. Right. Because I say that all the time,
0: mm. whether
2: that's with my partner, right? Or Because it happens. You're irritable. You're at a place where you have so many responsibilities at work. It's just a season of it, right? I think of yeah. we're entering tax seasons right now. I can bet anyone who's doing that, you know, what is, I forget the exact role that they are, right? Like they're stressed out. They got people that want, you know, that's yeah. the season that we're in. That's the season yeah. that we're in and right now. I may not be able to do all my coping skills that I would do, or maybe be able to do all the things that I can do, but I know that I'm going to, I'm a flawed. And I say that not in a way to like make myself feel bad, but of like knowing I Whoa. need to be perfect. The
1: opposite. I mean, I, when you, yeah. when you say that I like my shoulders drop and it's like, yeah, you're right. Like perfection was never the goal to begin with, like <laughs> ever, mm-hmm. but right now less access to all the things that I'm, would typically try to access to like, you know, regulate myself and take care of myself and get help, set boundaries, right? Like there's, that's, that's limited now. And so permission to really embrace the fact that I'm not going to be perfect and I'm flawed and it's going to be messy. Um, but you know, in this moment together as a family, I can still, I can still find ways to show up for myself and for my kids. And that can be actually in the permission to mm-hmm. to it being messy and to the repairs and to getting – and I think that when, when, we, when we do that, when we actually give ourselves permission to do that, our kind of awareness expands because we're not so hyper-focused on those flaws. Our brain tends to be really um, – our human brain really tends to focus on like what is flawed, what is wrong, like what went bad, um, the things, the threats, right, the things that we're worried about. That's just our brain's way of keeping us safe. Mm -hmm. But when we pause and we acknowledge sort of the awareness that like, oh, this is going to be messy, right, like and permission to be imperfect, that kind of like compassionate voice part comes in. What it actually does is it allows us to expand our awareness to other things, which can sometimes give us more space to be creative, right, in, like, ways in which we can get margins or breaks or care for ourselves. It might not look like how it was typically does, but when we're able to expand our awareness through compassion for ourselves, sometimes in that space we have more room for creativity, right, which makes it – a little bit easier to figure out how is this going to look now with the situation that we're in?
2: Yeah. 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 And there's nothing like a little one, whatever your age, I pick my four-year-old who will say, it's okay, mama. I know that you needed mm-hmm. to try again. I think, you know, it's okay. Do you know, do you want to mm-hmm. go drink a cup of water? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause this mama does sometimes lose her temper. <laughs> this mama sometimes is really tired and I need a moment, you know, to do things. And I think I, talking about burnout and the fact that we don't know how long this pandemic is is going to go but if there's one skill that I think of that I can do is learning to be kind to myself as much as I can mm-hmm. and like teach that that compassion that I'm modeling for my kid it's really for me let's be honest mm-hmm. like it's, it's for me because that's not how I speak to myself mm-hmm. I I I default to being like you should you should be able to do all the work and do hold all the things that you need to do at home. And these different things that are happening for your kids, you shouldn't miss a beat. Like you gotta, you gotta do it. And that's, that's not how I'm gonna show up. So I gotta remind myself. Mm. Let me try again. Let me try again, Veronica. And I will do this to myself. I will admit I talk out loud to myself. So if y'all see me at the supermarket, I'm like, "Let me try again, Veronica," because you know, <laughs> like, let me try again. Okay, let me let me take a breath. Let me do this again. And that's definitely let a skill that I tell clients to do. And then I practice. And yeah, you do feel a little silly if you're not used to talking to yourself like that because. I will say for me, I I'm very critical in my head. I can hear sometimes the kindness now because I've been practicing for so much of being yeah. like, okay, Veronica, like chill, chill anxiety, chill. Okay, like you don't need to be. Let's
1: just let's try again. Let's you know. If 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 you if the listener is taking anything from this episode, I want them just to take away that mantra of, okay, this is there's a lot going on around us, right? And permission to try again to – because what, 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 what happens in that space, right, is it, it requires us to pause. There's an acknowledgement, right, that this is something going here, something's happening here that doesn't feel in alignment with how I want to show up here or how I, how I would hope for this to go. So I am actually creating space between whatever triggered me and my reaction to pause and I, I, love, I love that because I think that kids can also then pick up on cues of when we are noticing that we need to regulate ourselves and doing that work of regulating ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I love this. Let me try that again. Let's try this again, right? And it just creates that permission to pause, to acknowledge the like freaking craziness of all of this. The world. The world and the situation to, to try again. Mm-hmm. Because you're worthy and you're deserving of that option to yeah. to try again, right? And and relationally, that can be that brings those repairs, right? That can be yeah. really productive relationally too. To pause and try again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Well. Dr. Veronica, it has been such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you so that they can catch you talking to yourself in the supermarket? I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) But, you know, we have a mask on, so maybe they won't Mm -hmm. recognize me. We're good. So they
1: they might not find you at the supermarket, but (laughs) where can people find you elsewhere
2: where they can continue to connect with you and learn from you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Veronica EO. Um, I have been very intentional with putting a lot of content on there talking about all things motherhood cause we need it. We need it. I'm there with you in this, in this journey of motherhood. Um, and on there has my website, uh, which is Dr. Veronica, so thank you so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure amazing and
1: you are in parent practice in the state of yes. california yes I, I you are often my go-to for referrals when when i when i can't take in on, on anyone i'll like message you i'm like are you do you got Do you got one of those openings <laughs> yes. and then i'll send folks your way you're, you're one yes. of those folks i refer to you yes. often yes. so thank you so much my friend for coming on it was such a joy to connect with you in this way
2: really thank you so it. much thank you for having me
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, you might want to hit that subscribe button to be the first to know when future episodes air. And go and explore some of those past episodes. Maybe there's a topic in there that you've really been wanting to learn more about. You can learn more about my private practice as well as my parenting courses and workshops at the link in the show notes. You held space for yourself today. You carved out the time and you tuned in to this episode. I hope you take a moment to honor how meaningful that is. Yes, to me, for sure, but also for you. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you.